Dr. Bensong risked everything when he used the Quantum Leap Accelerator to travel back in time. Now our team's working to find out why. As he leaps between bodies with no memory of who he is, he still has one hope. That his next leap takes him back to the place and people he calls home. Leapers, Quantum Leap has returned to the air, and so is Michelle, Hayden, and myself, Aaron. Join us as we look at the exploits of Ben, Addison, and the rest of the Quantum Leap crew as they work to get Ben home, and possibly discover what happened to Dr. Sam Beckett. Join us for the new series of Quantum Leap, only on the Headcast Network. And welcome to the Starbright Project. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Brotherhead Moss. And as always, joining is my beautiful wife, Michelle. I almost said good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. And we're not alone. As usual, from the very merry land of Oz, from the land down under, we have Mr. Hayden McQueenie. Thank you, thank you. Appearing to you live by Avatar today. <laughs> Join us via satellite. We have Mr. Hill. <laughs> How's it going, Hayden? Uh, not bad. I'm quite tired as well. Been a big day today. A couple of tooting sessions and a couple of recording sessions and you're just a couple of demand. other things going on. I said you're just in demand, aren't you? Oh, I know. Uh, Gigolo's work is never done. <laughs> <laughs> and I know later you said you were recording uh, Albie later on. So, you're, yeah. like Albie said, you're, you're, you're very much a wanted man. Anyways, we're here to talk quantum leap, not about Hayden tuning and all that other stuff over there. So this is I'll mute myself if I have to. Unless it's really funny. (laughs) All farts are funny, depending on who you ask. (laughs) This is Quantum Leap 2022, season one, episode two. It was entitled Atlantis, directed by David McWitter, written by Robert Hull, Margarita, Matthews, and some guy named Don Belisario, who he is. The leap location, Space Shuttle Atlantis, March the 7th, 1998. The original air date, September the 26th, 2022. And the synopsis, this is a little bit longer one, this is from Wikipedia. Ben leaps into David Tamara, an astronaut aboard the Space Shuttle Atlantis in 1998. Ben remembers that David is one of his childhood heroes, triggering some of Ben's memories. Ziggy predicts that Ben is there to save David from being killed by debris during a spacewalk. Of course, Ben is successful, but the debris instead damages the shuttle's heat shield, which changes history to having the entire crew die when Alanis disintegrates during re-entry. Ben convinces the crew to seek assistance from the nearby Mir space station, but the cosmonauts are asleep. Ben engages in a daring jump from the shuttle to the station, to get the cosmonauts' attention and succeed in saving the crew. Yay! In 2022, Addison shows Ian a flash drive Ben left in their apartment, but asks Ian to keep it quiet after magic reveals Ben's connection to Janice and orders her to withhold Ben's memories from him until they determine why he left. Meanwhile, magic and Jen contact Al's widow, Beth, yay, to locate Janice. Beth later calls Janice, leading magic and Jen to a house where inside the basement, 
Magic and Jen find a massive amount of servers and calculations in Ben's handwriting. Magic receives a call from Janice, revealing that Ben contracted her for help and warning Magic to stay out of their way. Magic and Jen escape. Janice is a booby trap for retrieving a encrypted hard drive. Addison and Ian reveal their flash drive that, when combined with the hard drive, unlocks data that reveals Ben was trying to reach a precise moment in history. It remains unclear where, when, or why Ben was going. And a few notes on this real quick. Susan Doyle, Deal. Susan Doyle reprises her role from the original series as Beth Calamici. Yay. And something else I was figuring, because I, I didn't think Carly Pope looked old enough to play. Well, we'll get to that. But I will say that the first episode of the original Quantum Leap took place during September the 13th of 1956. This episode, uh, Ben's Leap, was March of 1998. So 42 years later. Yeah, so it's 42 years later. I didn't think that the actress playing Samantha Stratton was 42, but I looked up on IMDb, and she is 42. Very good casting, then. Yeah, I'm like, she's too young to... Because, again, and something, well, we're bringing that up. We'll get to that in a minute, I guess. So, uh, Michelle. That's Hayden first. So, Hayden, what are your thoughts on... That doesn't sound promising. Michelle only says that when she wants to shit on the episode. (laughs) (laughs) No, not necessarily. (laughs) Well, it's funny. Uh, I've spoken to Albie about this episode and a few other people, and there's a small proportion of us, myself included, who actually really enjoyed the episode. Um, I didn't really find any fault with it. For me, I just thought it was uh, this really did feel like Quantum Leap. I didn't have the sort of same problems that a lot of people did have, feeling like it was too jarring switching from the leap to the um, stuff at the project and back. And I thought it was an intriguing mystery that we're starting to unravel with what's going on at the project. So I actually really did enjoy this episode a lot, much improved from the first episode. I I don't know if this is, like I put this up on the Facebook groups and some people agreed with me and some people tore me a new asshole for saying it. But I think it might be a problem mainly with the Quantum Leap fandom as opposed to a lot of other fandoms that in the original series, just about every episode except for a few notable exceptions were entirely from Sam's point of view. We're used to seeing what's going on with him from start to finish without any deviation whatsoever. And it did make me wonder if it's dumbed down the quantum leap fandom so that they have a lot of trouble being able to keep track of two stories at the same time even though that's uh, like i read a lot and i also watch a lot of tv so i'm used to that sort of story structure so it didn't bother me switching between the a story and the b story as much as they did i actually thought it was a really good progression throughout but from what i hear and read a lot of people didn't let me stop you right there real quick yeah. Let's get someone that's not a reader and doesn't watch as much TV. Michelle. What do I do with my time, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not. To read and to watch a lot of TV. Yeah, but, I, so I don't. What are your thoughts on the whole switching back and forth? I'm unsure at this point. I have mixed feelings about it. Because I enjoy Ben Song as a character. Right. And I like kind of seeing what he's going through, what what his process is. I'm still not sold on Addison yet, and I'm not too sure about their... I can't say relationship right now because it's a very one-sided relationship, but 
I like having less characters to deal with all the time. I I know, like, we can't do that. I was going to talk about the third episode, because at this point, we've seen two episodes. <laughs> but, or three episodes. Uh, to be um, honest, I think most of our listeners probably have two, so you should just go uh, ahead. Okay, <laughs> well, so anyways, I feel like the third episode, because they didn't focus as much on the team. Right. I enjoyed it more. However, I get what they're doing. Well, I know that was one of your, your big complaints about the originals, that they didn't spend enough time. You're on my court. That was one of your big complaints with the originals. They didn't spend enough time in the in the present. Yes, team, so. but I don't like this whole... <sighs> I don't like the the magic storyline right now at all. I don't I don't care for that character. I don't Watch care. It. I don't. <laughs> I, I I don't like the whole like the government is doing every time you t- the first line in him is usually like something about like but the government needs to know blah blah blah. Like I don't know if you noticed that, but it's almost like that's his I mean, it is it's almost like it's his job at the project. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and in reality, whenever we sit down with Al in the present, he was always, or about the present, a lot of it was complaining about the government. And we yeah. did see him have to argue with the senators to try and keep the project open as well. So yeah, there was a yeah. lot of that with, we're getting more of it with magic because we're dealing more in the present. But I think that if we would have had this mix back in 80 or 90, the 90s series, we would have had the same type of thing. If we had all those people. But see, I don't like the lady that's with him either. Jen? Jen, yeah. I don't I don't like I'm not a big fan of those two characters. <laughs> if it was like Ian them. and Addison and Ben, I probably would enjoy it a little bit more, but I'm not I'm just not sold on that aspect. And I'm not I'm unsure how I feel about the whole Janice thing being mixed in there yet because why would I mean and that's the whole question is why would Ben be working with her if but I don't like how they're making her seem like to be a bad guy and magic feels very forced when he talks to her like there's just so many I don't like not knowing stuff (laughs) And that's where my biggest bitch is. But it's not. I, I think maybe the series is telling you to put a pin in it, Michelle. <laughs> it's telling me a lot. But it, it, I can't put into words exactly what I'm feeling yet. I, all I know is that I'm not not liking it, but I'm not sold yet on. I th- yeah, However. part of it too, I think, is the fact that we're still really in the setup stage. I'm right. lucky enough to have seen episodes three and four now as well, and well, I can tell you. Rub it in. Well, I'm just going to say the pacing is going to get better, and the balance between the project and the actual leap gets better, and starting to see more of the character interactions gets better. So. Uh, I think part of the issue is just the fact that they are setting up so many different layers and yes. the fact that we've got to strip one layer at a time to actually get to what's going on, right. that it might be turning you off a little bit. But yeah. I think once we actually do get, you know, through the main the main parts of the game of Pass the Parcel and get to the prize in the in the middle, <laughs> you might be a little bit uh, a little bit happier about the process that they took to get there. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trusting. I'm trying to trust the process. I have questions, like for instance, 
where is Janice getting all this funding to have like major servers that would cost like mm. a good amount of money to have all of that in her basement? She's people that know those people. And then I really, really disliked this the scene where Magic and Jen are running out of the house and the two smoke pieces are coming off the side of the house. <laughs> like that looks so cringy to me. Like, do better. I want I want top of the line i want like a denali kind of thing or a lamborghini at this point i don't want a 1995 honda accord you know or whatever the case may be i want i want good stuff coming from this i have such high hopes and to me that was so bad you know like it looked like someone had fog machines behind the like the bushes at the house when they were running out and i'm thinking why would I get that Janice is trying to protect whatever she's doing or whatever the case may be, or trying to keep them in the dark, but I don't see her destroying her secret lair per se, her bat cave to, you know, well, I've taken precautions. Well, you want to keep the bad, the, the bad guys, the people you want away from. Sometimes you have to destroy your equipment and, yeah, I just, I don't and know. It's not to say that she doesn't still have what she needs. Right. She could have, like, she, all you really need to do is do a file transfer and then you got a copy of everything. So. And where the hell did Ben go all this time to be down there with Janice without his girlfriend, like, questioning that stuff? Well, what to find out? You know, I just, I don't know. We There's... have to put a pin in that, Michelle. I know, I know, but I'm back <laughs> to bitching about putting a freaking pin in it. <laughs> we all get to put a pin in it. Yeah, but I'm the only one that's complaining about it, like always. Well, a couple of things that I I want to say I have problems with, I'm going to complain about, is one, I like in the original series, the first episode, they set it up a little better, I think, because they told you, you know, basically a little more about what's going on. You know, he, you're leaving other people's body. I'm only, I was like, I'm the only one that can see you. Everyone else sees you, you know. We don't get that explanation here. It's clear, I don't think. My other problem is, and maybe it's just me looking too much into things as I do, but when uh, Magic was talking to Beth and they were talking about Janice and Beth was saying that, you know, well, since her dad died, she, you know, she's kind of withdrawn from me and her friends. They don't mention anything about her sisters. There's there been no mention so far of her having sisters in the show. Well, are the sisters relevant yet? Trying to focus on getting Ben home right, and, in, and the fact that Janice has something to do with her, with him being out in the past. And her, her sisters you know, could uh, just be working at a hospital. Well, and I don't, we don't need to see the yeah. sisters, but I would, you would think that, you know, her mom would say, you know, I haven't, you know, she's cut herself off for me or sisters or friends. Just lines like that just makes me wonder if, if they've retconned and, you know, they'll have the one daughter now. The other ones or, are up with, yes, they're with uh, Chuck upstairs. From no, I don't think so. I, I think it's just a case of they, they've got enough to try and fit in there. They don't need to put a statement in about every little thing. Yeah, the, the, I, I, I think that the uh, I think that the public is intelligent enough to be able to fill in the gaps. <laughs> so, or, or it just sounded odd to me the way that she she didn't mention anything about the sisters when she's like you know well she you know she's got to ignore me and her friends and you know yeah but usually maybe, at that point you would mention unless she's your siblings not or something unless or she's not unless she's not close with her siblings or right there may be an ex I'm just, that's one thing i was wondering yeah. Yeah. well she doesn't seem to be close to beth at all so there's a good chance she wasn't very close to her right. sisters 
she does seem like she was probably a daddy's girl and right. has essentially been completely cut off. The other thing too is Beth's trying to establish that she's not well mentally either. Right. Uh, so, and that she tried to get Janice some help. So there's a good chance that Janice has just turned her back on all. And, that, and I'm hoping that's what it is. It just it just struck me odd the way that was phrased. I don't know. Someone like me who forgot he even had other daughters doesn't really. Well, because you it forgot he had other daughters. Yeah, but it, yeah. right now in this season, it's irrelevant. Right, but if you're watching this, like I am, who've seen who have seen the the finale, I don't know how many times. I know he has four daughters, and for them not to be even just even mentioned, just I don't want to say resume wrong. It just makes me wonder what they're doing if they if they are including all three or all four sisters or so, what they're doing. So it's something I'm just going to keep an eye on. But it's one thing right. that just kind of the way she phrased it just struck me wrong. Well, in in that scene, how did you feel seeing Beth again, Michelle? It was okay. I mean, I, the last I I'm. I, <laughs> The last episode, to me, does not exist. <laughs> it is dead in my eyes. Only because I hated it so bad for right. personal, like, it just, it rubbed me wrong. But this further confirms what we were telling you is that Al and Sam are still friends and... But it hurt my feelings. It's not my friend. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it comes down to. It just, I, it was cool seeing her. Like, I, I like the fact that they use stuff from the original into this because it it's kind of like if you're watching Batman you don't want you know all this new stuff you want some reference to like right. what or Superman in my case I mean if they all of a sudden now Superman it you know doesn't get his powers over something else besides kryptonite which I'm sure he does because Aaron probably will point that out but in my in my universe you know kryptonite is the worst the green kryptonite. And so if they were to change that to like, say, I don't know, rainbow kryptonite, because I don't want to say that there's not a color that I don't know about. I'm being safe here. Um, it just, do you really is there a rainbow? I think there's a rainbow kryptonite. Oh, Jesus Christ. If I'm not mistaken. But do you see what I'm saying mm -hmm. though? Like, and I like that when you, when we were watching, you're like, oh, do you remember the name Stratton? And I'm like, no, maybe I should I? You know, and then you're like, oh, but it was the first one. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I like those tie-ins a lot. And I think if I was not such a new fan of Quantum Leap and had time to rewatch like reruns and I would definitely pick up more on those mm -hmm. type of cues and it would be because when I watch something and they reference like a Superman thing right. or whatever, I get all giggly or a Game of Thrones thing where I've seen Game of Thrones, like, I don't know how many times I get all giggly when there's a reference to that because I love it. And so I'm sure that fans like Aaron and, and you Hayden are over the moon when you hear, you know, names like Stratton and that kind of thing, because it's cool. So seeing Beth probably, meant a lot more to you guys than it did me because I was giddy. Yeah. Like I thought it was cool, but I I think I have to watch the indie episodes again. I've only seen them once. So it's not as, and it rocked my boat so bad that it, it was hard for me to get over it, you know? So in the long, the long, responses it was cool seeing her but it probably wasn't as momentous as it was for you two yeah 
Well, look, I knew that she was coming because Ernie Hudson right. spilled the beans in uh, an interview that Beth would be in an upcoming episode. I didn't think it would be the very next one, so I was still somewhat of surprised to just see her, you know, out of the blue. But it did confirm a lot of the things that we did already know and discuss, but mm-hmm. maybe that a lot of other fans hadn't thought that much about. We do know now that, yes, Al was part of the project all along. Beth must have been a significant part as well if she was, you know, if she stayed with Al the whole time. Al pretty much is on call 24-7. It does bring up some questions about, well, what was it like for Al after Sam disappeared and how Yes. now he's had to essentially spend 30 years of his life, the last 30 years of his life trying unsuccessfully to bring Sam back what would that have been like for their family dynamic Um, yes or even just his mental health if you think about it yeah so it does bring up those sorts of questions so I do like the fact that just by bringing her in and those couple of sentences that they do say it again brings in more layers more questions uh, an extra layer of intrigue so I know that a lot of people were saying oh for god's sake just focus on the leap but I, I like the expansion of the universe and mm-hmm. to know that Al is still, at least in spirit, a part of the project and always had been and that we're building on that. So you can't do that if you're focusing the entire 40 minutes on the leap. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me ask and you it's interesting. All right, well, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to move on to Stratton real quick. Okay, well, maybe I should just so say what to then. Yeah, I was going to say um, it's... Interesting, Michelle, that you said, having seen episode three, that episode three's pacing was much better, which it was. It actually was a very comparable amount of time that they spent at the project in episode three as they did in episode two. It was very, very similar. So it might have just been editing choices or better ways that it was woven in and maybe having more of a connection to what Ben was going through on his leap, Ben and Addison, during the leap, having some sort of a more mirrored parallel happening in the project as well. Again, I, I didn't bother me in Atlantis, but I can see where some people might have been a bit annoyed. But just remember, we're in the planning stages, essentially, in the setup. So uh, the good thing is I can say for sure we are definitely on an upward trajectory. I like to question her sitting on the space station equipment and whatever. Did, like, <laughs> what do you question it? Because she's in an imaging chamber. Did she have a chair sitting in the imaging chamber? And that's, that's what, what I think it must on? have been. Yeah. And I think it, she must have just had a chair in there. It, it just, it was just really, I don't know, poor a poor choice of filming for me. So I enjoyed it. I, I liked the fact that she was sitting on the Yeah, but if you think about it, if she's in that imaging thing, what is she going to like take the chair and be like, okay, I'm going to place it. Right here, so it looks like I'm sitting well, on the edge to. of a space shuttle. Well, she doesn't need to place it in an exact spot. She just pets it where she wants, and the imaging chamber does its hocus-pocus and timey-wimey wobbly lobby stuff and pets it where she needs to be. I have on that. Just like in the original series, Al would have Ziggy center him on Sam, or, you know, he'd make him, you know, he'd go around things, and he would... Yeah, it's kind of like how in the original series, it didn't matter where Al was, when he wanted to open the door, the door was always just next to him. So that wouldn't be the case unless the hologram around him wouldn't be able to move and be 
more um, fixed to what his current perspective is and what well, Addison's is. Well, when, Al, so, or, sorry, when Sam's driving, Al's yeah. always alongside him, level where he wouldn't be if he was actually. Yeah. So I mean, it's a, it's a hologram. They can make it wherever they want to. Okay, I just didn't. I, yeah, see, I like that yeah. way that without digging into well, how is she actually doing that in the imaging chamber? I, I like the way it looked. I didn't. I looked like green. Looked like really bad green screen to me too. Well, the thing is, it's a hologram. It's supposed to look a little bit like that. That's see that that didn't really bother me, but I think it is also a choice to try and make it look a little bit more natural for the casual viewers to try and keep track of what's going on. Uh, I mean, us as the more experienced viewers, which include you now, Michelle, we're, yeah. ex we're expecting her to be floating in midair or to be, you know, immersed half in something like walking through things. And but that, that's the sort of thing we're expecting because we know that she's a hologram and we've seen it happen so often with Al. But for a casual viewer, I think that might look so weird and so off-putting that it might actually put some people off. So, so maybe they just thought with her in this seated position, which she could easily do. She could have, an, have, have a chair in the imaging chamber and just be like, all right, I want to sit here. Yeah, make it look like I can see everything out there. It, it looks a little bit more natural for a casual viewer. That's, I mean, I know, I know someone in space is going to have to wear a space suit. But apart from well, that. And, and that's that. I Like, at first I was like, well, this is dumb. Like, she's not breathing oxygen i'm like oh wait she's in a you know i'm yeah. like okay it's remember she's you know yeah. she's not so, really there so well, that, well there, that, that illustrates my point it's already quite a lot to take in yeah so maybe they maybe they just thought no having her floating in midair or having her stuck through part of the spaceship or something like that first of all it'll cost a bit more to do um yeah for special effects but also they just thought it's enough there's enough there for the casual viewers to get their heads around without adding those extra layers still. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that. I just, yeah. it just didn't, it just kind of was, I don't know. It's it just one of those things, like, I'm not nitpicking, but that was, that crossed, no, that crossed my mind. Like, that was an honest thought beyond the, why is she not having a spacesuit? But my other question was, he did a lot of, like, talking in the spacesuit and, Unless you, I guess they would have like a button to talk to their coworkers, or is our mic always on? Because he did, you know what I mean? That was yeah. another question I had. Yeah, you're actually not the first person to pick that one up either. Apparently, due to safety, they always have to have some form of communication. So you'd be expecting that it would always be on. Yeah. So I do agree they should be picking up. Oh, hang on. Who is who's the guy talking, <laughs> Who are you talking to? to? Yeah. 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 Well, and I did notice in IMDb they did list as a, as a goof. Oh, did they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was looking, and that's one of the goofs they have. Actually, yeah. they had two goofs, but the first one wasn't really a goof. It was where they were like, well, if he rec if he saw his self in the, in the reflection, why didn't he know who he was automatically instead of waiting until I actually told him? And it's like, well, actually, but then he does have... Sometimes you need that little bit of a reminder for something to come flooding back. Yeah. But yeah, but that was the actual only error they actually listed was the well, if he's talking to Addison, why aren't the people in the shuttle like, who are you talking to out there? Yeah, because he had a lot <laughs> of conversations with her. I mean, at first they kind of did it because he's like, Addison, Addison, where are you? Like he was whispering, and so I was like, okay. 
Uh, that was fine with me. And then, like, it was full-on conversations. When we use the show, the show, it's not that bad because they're not mic'd all the time. Right. But that's yeah, what I'm saying. The, yeah, when he was outside doing a spacewalk, yeah, that's yeah where they should have. And I didn't think about that until I saw that on there, then you mentioned it. Yeah. I assume they were able to turn it on and off. I, I've never been an astronaut, so. Yeah. And, and my other thing was when he got to the cosmonaut's window, He's like, help, help. I'm like, they can't effing hear you in your spacesuit. You yeah, know, I thought and, that too. But I mean, really, to be yeah. honest with you, he could have just been thinking that they could read his lips, you know, so I, I gave it to him. But Yeah, well, the thing is, I don't think that they would actually hear him banging on the space station either. I, I would think that, first of all, sound doesn't exist um, in Jeez. a vacuum, but I, I think because of the vibrations in the in the space station they might have been able to get some sound out of that but the other thing is doesn't it have to be incredibly thick yeah don't you think it would be too thick for him to actually make a sound just from hitting on it right yeah so and 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 they move really slow in space too like it's you know it looks like you're going really slow so like he doesn't have the force to yeah there's no like he's the police yeah there's no force so yeah the the only force would be what he could exert himself yeah yeah so there was just those those kind of questions were just so there were yeah I, i agree there were a few things i had to suspend my disbelief about but at the same time because the story was so good i didn't care yeah, and if if that makes sense, you can forgive things when the story is good. Well, going back real quick to Michelle's whole with uh, Addison sitting on the space shuttle, I did like how she's sitting there talking to Ben, and then we're looking at Ben, and she moves from the lip of the shuttle, whatever, down next to him, and I like how his face, like he kind of shifts real quick, like oh, we're over here now. I did like where that played out. I didn't even catch that. That's a good eye. Yeah, I'm still waiting for her to say, "Ian sent me on Ben." <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I still I still like Ian a lot. I like yeah, the character. Yeah. yeah. I thought they fleshed out Ian a lot better in this one. They mm-hmm. did have some flashes of I think what was intended originally, which was for Ian to be on the autism spectrum, because there's this scene where they are talking to Addison and saying, do you remember when we were talking about this last night and you said this and I said this and then you said this and then I said this? That's something that you would expect someone on the spectrum to, uh, I suppose, the thinking process they would have to go through in order to be able to keep track of everything that's going on right, and to make sense of it. So uh, I did appreciate seeing that. It doesn't look like that's the route they're going to keep taking with Ian, but if they do occasionally bring something like that back in, I'll be happy to see it. And I'm glad it didn't end up too clicky all the way through, like two uh, so separate warring factions on Project Quantum Leap, uh, Addison and Ian versus Magic and Jen. I'm glad that didn't hang around for too long. But it is nice to see their interactions and the fact that uh, Ian does care very deeply for Addison and for Ben and the fact that it did hurt them a lot as well when Ben leapt just out of the blue and left them you know, to clean up the mess. So I'm with you. I really enjoyed Ian in this episode and I am looking forward to seeing what else they bring from them and something else that people on the spectrum are likely to do is to be able to see things more objectively than others who are more thinking with their emotions. 
and we really did see that with Ian as well, Ian's like, look, I know that you don't like what Magic and Jen have said about the precautions that we have to take, but they are right. I think they are giving him as much of a benefit of the doubt as they can, but at the same time, you know, they're in charge of security and the project, they have to put that sort of stuff ahead of us and we just have to deal with it the best we can. So I I really liked the character development we saw from Ian. To me, Ian's character, they are very much Sam's heart. Like, to me, that's, like, if you were to piece, like, personalities, I feel like you have Ben, who's a very loyal person, because you know that by the compliment they paid through Magic and Jen's conversation when when he said, oh, it sounds like it could have been Ben leaping into you, and she's like, you know, that... It's a compliment. That's a compliment or whatever the case may be. She took that as like a real, it was a really big, hey, I wish that, you know, was the case. So I feel like you've got that, you know, and then, so I feel like Ben is the loyalty of Sam. And then I feel like Ian, they are the heart of Sam. And then you have Addison, who is the brave aspect of Sam because she's, she took on like she wasn't supposed to be the the hologram. She was supposed to be the leaper. Right. And so I feel like, you know, she's just went, you know, head in to try to figure out what's going on. Not sure about Jen yet. And I feel like magic is the the more logical side. I think maybe Jen is more of the smart side. So I feel like there's little pieces that they took of all of Sam's personality and uh, Al's personality too, hmm, and kind of happened to Sam. Plugs. Maybe when he left the last time, he he broke into particles, different particles, and inhabited different people. And no, <laughs> but and that's how I feel. Like I yeah, feel that's, like that's kind that's of right. a, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they plugged kind of people yeah. in that way. So I think that's why they I like that. Yeah, but I I really like Ian for the fact that they are the heart. Yeah. What I did like in the episode too was that they really did, you know, hammer home the fact that, you know, Ben is the glue of the group. Right. He holds the group together. Yeah, the, the one who got everyone together, keeps them together, helps stop them from being at each other's throats, helps them to see the big picture and to help them to figure out the best way to proceed with things. And it was nice after hearing all of that at the project, actually seeing him put that into play, trying to convince, um, I've forgotten his name now, the, the captain, right. um, you know, that they have to listen to Samantha. He's not in his right mind at the moment, not in sound mind after having the injury. So I like being shown as well as told, if yeah. that makes sense. So, so I thought that that was quite well done. My only criticism of the leap itself was it did feel a little bit too rushed, but I also understand the fact that they're trying to build the story at the project, and I'm liking what I'm seeing at the project too. So <laughs> I know that I know that we can all gripe about it a bit, but I think it's just something we're all going to have to get used to in the long run. These episodes need to be an hour and a half long. Yeah, I mean, two-hour episodes. That every episode that way we have time to <laughs> fully flesh yeah. out the leap. But also, yeah. The yeah, or either that, either that, or do like more two parters where yeah. Ben's on a, on the same leap for more than one episode. And yeah, then- but then you you have viewers like myself who lose interest quicker because 
I like the aspect that he's leaping into new things because I like new. I think that's one of the reasons why I'm kind of having problems with this whole thing too. Now that I think about it, is that they're trying to build a huge story about Janice and the what Ben's doing and what they're trying to find, and there's just a lot of too much mystery. Mostly one and done. Yes, here they they have the serial aspect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now we have the serial aspect instead of getting back to the status quo from the anthology sides of things. Yeah, yeah. I've heard a suggestion. Someone, I might have even been me who suggested it now I think about it. <laughs> uh, that was a really good suggestion, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I've, I've been listening to that many podcasts and watching the episode so much I can't keep track of who said what, but I thought it might be interesting if someone made a fan edit just of the leaps yeah, and played yeah, them yeah, one after the other. And then, a, yeah, and then a fan edit maybe of just the serialized stuff of the project. And yeah. seeing that from start to finish, maybe we'd appreciate it more that way. You know, I think we need to tell Matt to do that since, you know, Matt. <laughs> Matt likes to do that sort of stuff. Yeah. Not yeah. like he doesn't have enough going on, but let's just tell him he needs to do that too. Yeah, that was you. Well, look, that maybe he's thinking the same thing. Who knows? So my question is, we had the return, the return of Samantha Stratton, mm-hmm. who we last saw. Back in 1989, in the very first step, well, actually, we don't think we even see her. We heard. We know of her from then. Yes. Yeah. She exists because of Sam's intervention. Yes. Uh, a question for both of you guys. You being Hayden being more, you know, I've seen that episode a million times, and Michelle only seen it a couple of times. Oh, I still never start Michelle. Until I pointed out, did you realize that's who that was? No, because I don't remember anything. So, hi, I'm Dory. <laughs> And I know you, you knew who it was. Oh, look, alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I knew you knew who it was just from... Well, the yeah. funny thing is, actually, uh, I didn't recognize it, but I did because I think the first time I watched the episode, I missed where they called her Samantha. So all I was hearing was Captain Stratton the whole time. Right. And so I'm like, oh, maybe they just really like the name Stratton. It didn't hit me until the second time I saw it that I heard Samantha that, oh, Samantha Stratton, oh, now I know who that is. So, so my question on that is, do you think they should have maybe brought up maybe Jen or someone, oh, that, that's that's funny, that, you know, Samantha Stratton was involved with, Sam, you know, Sam's first sleep or something. Mm-hmm. Do you think they should have had more of a, uh, hung a bell on, put more of a light on? I like when they do that, when they put, like, when Ziggy points stuff out and they, like, in passing they say that. You know, because I know in the original Quantum Leap, they kind of would do stuff like that. And I like that because people like me who aren't that savvy with remembering everything, especially reading and watching and listening to things. I have a hard time with keep with retaining information as part of one of my learning disabilities is holding on to that kind of stuff unless it's a beat into my head, like with the pulp. So I like when they do that for people like me who, oh, yeah, right. And then just move on. It doesn't, they don't have to be on it forever. Right. But just like a sentence in there yeah. of, oh, that was from, you know, blah, 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 like you said. And right. then they move on. What do you think, Hayden? No. No. I didn't, think, I, didn't, I didn't think it was that necessary, to be honest, because ultimately the fact that she was someone who, Sam has helped in the past, didn't have any anything to do with the leap itself. Or did. Right, that's not what's in there. That's, that's the thing. So um, 
I know we've watched episode three and slight spoilers ahead. We know that now from what we saw at the end of this episode, Ben's trying to reach a specific point in history. And in episode three, we learn that he's trying to take a specific path, making use of some gravitational MacGuffin to get <laughs> to the right spot from some sort of slingshotting. But there is the possibility that maybe he has to have certain connections to either people that Sam has helped or something similar to what Sam's done in order to be able to do that. We don't know yet, but that's the only reason why I think it would need to be brought up. And it doesn't need to be brought up straight away. It could just be brought up when they start reaching that layer and realising, you know, this is what Ben's actually got planned. see, I I was thinking that tonight, actually. I'm like, okay, well, episode one, I couldn't really find a connection other than he was involved with a robbery and he's done a – Sam was involved with a robbery in episode – very, very flimsy. But this one here had Samantha Stratton. The next episode, which we've already seen, is he's a boxer. And in Sam's early episodes, he was a boxer. And then, again, spoilers for the end of the third episode, we see leaving into a woman. Sam left into a woman. So I'm just, I'm wondering what kind of connections there are between... Is he following, if there's actually some kind of... Not method to the madness, but like there is a coincidence, not a coincidental, but like right. I see what you're saying. A is correlation. There, yes, something. What the know, effect? Maybe he one of the episodes he's going to become pregnant, which I still haven't seen again. But <laughs> or maybe he has to, you know, I, that would be interesting. Maybe to he know. has to cure a pig again. Yeah. <laughs> what? Maybe he has to cure a pig again. Oh God. <laughs> But hopefully this time it's while he's making the bacon, though, so. As long as he doesn't start singing Piggy Sue, we're okay. Piggy. 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 Well, I love you, gal, and I need you, Piggy Suey. Well, I like the theory that Albie had, actually. Albie was saying that he thinks that maybe there's not just got to be some sort of connection to what Sam's done, but maybe there... Like, we know that the butterfly effect seems to be in play where changing something makes massive changes and massive ripple throughout time. And there's also the possibility that when he does change something, he might help directly the people that he was trying to but might have hurt others in the process. So Albie was saying maybe Ben's there to try and put right some of the things that Sam has inadvertently made wrong. I love Albie, but I don't like that theory. (laughs) Just because, I mean, Sam's supposed to be right what went wrong. I don't like the fact that, except for maybe the bad guys in the episodes, I I don't like the fact thinking that Sam may have done other people wrong well, he kind of did. He let what's her name be in the car with Creeper McCreeperson. But it's not fine. No, we don't know what happened no. in that car. Apparently, nothing. Yeah, we like... do. Deborah told us that she stayed with her dad overnight. Oh, that's right. Fine. <laughs> and her and Sam ended up getting married at some point, so we do know that things turned out a okay until he left her. And she turned, she, she turned into a worse actress, but that's another story. I was, I was trying to find a way to point that out. <laughs> <I'll say. laughs> well, look, Mimi Kashyyyk is what happens to Terry Hatcher when you fuck up the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you leave with Yes. 
No offense to Mimi if she's, if she's not listening. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to be on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is, though, we don't know anything about what's happened to Donna, do we? Right. So, and it would be nice to see Terry. It would be yes. okay to see Mimi. Just one of them there to give us some sort of a an idea of how she's moved, maybe moved on with her life or how she might have tried to help the project somewhere along the way, you know, what, what's gone on with her in all the time since Sam's left her. So, well, I, would, I would love if Donna shows back up at some point. That would be fantastic. Yeah, preferably, Terry. <laughs> just, but, yeah, that's one thought I had was just about go back to Samantha, is if they should have pet more rebel on that or, you know, for the people that, didn't catch it. I said, you didn't catch it till the second time. Only reason yeah. I really caught it was because before I saw the episode, I saw one of the That's chat things we had or on one of the, the Quantum Leap pages out there mentioned that, you know, these are the guest stars in this next episode. And Yeah, but I think even if you didn't notice it, though, do you think it changes anything or do you think it affects how much you enjoyed the episode? I think it's just like homage for the people who it's kind of like, giving us a little extra because yes, she... it, it, do you think that we need to have it spelled out for us though or, or is it enough to just have the easter egg there for us to notice yes and no. all of that i mean yes it's nice just to have the easter egg knowing it's there but part of me would have liked to see and i say and yes i think while i wouldn't have changed the episode itself I think it might have made it a little bit better having that little and, making it known. And here's a thought for all the new viewers out there who haven't watched the original series. It could make them go, oh, wow, that character was in another one. I should check out the old yeah. stuff because now I'm, in, you know, I, I liked what they said and there was a nod here. And, oh, that sounds like a really neat story. I should come back and watch that. It. It just would have been a nice loop back for for those who... Or maybe have her make a mention about her dad being a pilot or something, or... Yeah. I, I like... Personally, I like those little... Con and a lot of people... Continuities. Don't like continuity. I like continuity when it's done right, when you're not heavily weighed on it. But I like those little nods of continuity, you know, either if she would have mentioned about her dad being a pilot, or if... Ziggy or Addison would have said something along the lines of, you know, made a comment that, oh, it looks like Sam crossed over this with Samantha at some point in the past or something. I, I would have th thought it would have been a little nicer touch, personally. I, I, I agree with that. But, I don't know. I thought, it was, I thought it was fine. So let, let's kind of go back to the fact that they're talking about him leaping to a certain point in time. What do you think that point in time is? Do you have any thoughts about that, Hayden? Um... Yeah, sort of. Yeah, I, I'm trying to be spoiler-free here. Not that I actually know anything. I'm just talking about stuff we've seen in 3 and 4. Because of the fact that... Uh, well, you've seen 3. You know he leaps outside of his lifetime in the next one. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason is because of the gravitational MacGuffin, you know, enabling him to speed up the process and go back further. Well, because we know of the original scripts of Mirror Image that Sam was originally going to be leaping into the far future after right. he saved our meth marriage. My theory is that Sam is somewhere in the far future. Do it, and the way that the leaping works for him now is a little bit like Back to the Future 2, where like Doc had been to the future, saw that 
you know, there was these problems. So he went further into the future to find out what went wrong right. and then came back. So my theory is he goes into the far future, finds something that's gone wrong and then goes back a tidy bit in the past and tries to fix it. So my theory is, and I know that a word they used was slingshot. Maybe you do have to get pulled back really, really far so that you can actually be shot Hmm. as far as you actually need. So my theory is that it's somewhere in the far future where Sam is. I think it probably does have to do with Sam somewhere along the way. I don't think it's Al's bar. See, that's what I was wondering. (laughs) In Mirror Image, considering it's a figment of Sam's imagination, unless they're trying to leap leap him into Sam's Sam's subconscious. See, or is it? We never got clear information from the episode that's what that's I, all I think there's enough there to infer that's probably what it is yeah, like well yeah. we discussed this ad nauseum when we went through the right. very image yeah. episode but, yeah uh, it seems like the most logical sort of um explanation that he's leapt into his own subconscious in that one so i don't think it'll be al's bar although you know i'm happy to be proven wrong like most atheists all you need to change my mind is evidence <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that, that's my theory. Another theory that's um, come up every now and then is that it might be where the evil leaping project started from. Maybe mm. that's why Ben's had to leap. He knows that they're out there doing wrong and decided he needs to stop them. So I think if that was the case, though, they would have started talking about them somewhere along the way already. Yeah. So I don't think it would be that, although I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibility. People have been coming up with suggestions that maybe there is an evil leaper somewhere along the way, either left into Janice or Ben or Jen or somewhere, someone, you know, trying to mess things up. So I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibility, especially when you've got people doing nefarious things or acting out of character or staying out of the limelight because Jen, you know, she's really the only one that hasn't had any spotlight on her yet. So maybe there's some big reveal coming, who knows? By the yeah, way, see, I don't. <laughs> see, originally I thought maybe the, the Al's bar or Al's place, whatever it was called, is my thing. Either that or maybe he's trying to get to when Sam first left and stop Sam from leaping, maybe. But hearing you talk, I, I like your far future thing because the whole slingshot and going, like I say, going further back in time to get to the future, it, it makes sense. So I do like that. Michelle, what did you think? Uh, I I agree that I feel like it has something to do with Sam, of course. I had thoughts on it as far as like what I thought. And then I was like, but that wouldn't work. So I, it was one of those things where like you think about it and then you talk yourself out of it it, and then you forget what you were talking to yourself about. Um, (laughs) You think and think and think and you keep on thinking and you think a little bit more and then all of a sudden you forget what you were thinking about. Like Like it was never there. That's a lot of my thought process, apparently. Definitely something you would, Sam, see... I thought maybe it was the opposite where they weren't going into the future, but maybe back to stop Sam from start doing the project too early. Ben leapt too early to stop Sam from leaping too early. Yeah. Well, do you think that they would really want to go through that sort of a thought process, though, when they know all the good that Sam has done during his time leaping? Do you really think they'd want to undo that? Yeah. 
to stop sound from maybe see it depends on what Al's whole process was. I, I have a feeling and, it has to do with Sam and Al, to be honest with you. And also something we talked about earlier depends on what's happened with Donna. Yeah. Maybe something's happened with Donna and that's why we haven't seen her yet. I don't think that's the case, but maybe something's happened with Donna and they feel that's the best way to stop that from happening is to prevent Sam from leaping too early. Prematurely leaping. <laughs> Prematurely. Yeah, but would they know that their actual existence, though, like Donna being at the project and married to right. Sam, like Beth being there, like Al's daughters being around, like Sam and Joe having come into existence, you know, all, all of that sort of stuff. I still would they know that. that if they prevented Sam from ever leaping, that they'd all just blink out and that everything would go back to the maybe, well, or we'll maybe say they worse, even though yeah. they don't. Yeah. I, I could think maybe that might be something that Janice might have a thought process about. Right. But, does that mean that Janice doesn't know that if she does that, she'd blink out of existence? Or maybe they have a way to fix it so he can leap and make these corrections but come home. I, again, I don't think that's it because, well, and again, Scott Bakula could be talking out his butt, but it doesn't seem like Scott's got much to do with the, the series at this point. Which I don't understand. So I don't see them going that route, but I mean, they, they could do something like that where, you know, they've got a way to fix Whatever went yeah. wrong. The showrunners yeah. still seem to have hope that he'll show up somewhere along the way. But I'm hoping I don't that. know. I think they have to make it appealing to him. Maybe mm -hmm. the fact was that they just offered him a small cameo and he's like, no, it's not enough. And I think right. it's fair enough for him to say that. Or yeah. maybe or, he was like, I don't feel comfortable doing it without Dean. Or maybe he had, because as Hayden talked about previously, he did have another series lined up that fell through. Maybe it was going to conflict with that and that's what he gave up this for this other series he was hoping would be good and well sorry <laughs> but I don't I don't know and again it could be just him saying you know to keep spoilers or to keep the suspense or oh, look I, I, I still think that he will show up somewhere along the way but I think mm -hmm. we're just far too early even yeah. see any time during season one would be far too early so I think it's more like a season three sort of thing if we ever got that far. <laughs> and that's another question. I've heard a lot of, not a lot, I've seen a couple of things saying that the uh, ratings keep dropping on this series. Already? Have you heard anything different, Hayden, by any chance? Well, they increased in episode three. Did, okay, see, I, I saw something yeah. saying that they, it keeps dropping. Like, the th the, the thing is, you can't, you can't take TV ratings as they, like, you can't take them at face value anymore. Oh, People don't watch TV when it's on TV anymore. You have yeah. to take the DVR numbers. And by the way, they're only kept for three days. So after that, you know, you have to take the streaming numbers. You know, you have to take what comes off the app. So you really can't take the viewing numbers as like at face value, which a lot of those clickbait articles would want you to. And those clickbait articles, don't bother with them. They're just the most negative thing around. Oh, I usually don't read them. I, I read the comments, and then I yell at people in the comments when they're saying something stupid. <laughs> Which means he comments all the time on everything. Well, two things are infinite, the universe and human stupidity. So I'm not too sure about the universe. <laughs> but and that's, I wasn't sure how they rate, because I say I don't watch it live. I watch it on the Peacock app or the NBC app. So I, I don't know how the network numbers or whatever you want to call it works nowadays with all these streaming apps and other ways of watching it. Yeah. 
well, look, maybe we should or maybe we should start a what's the word I'm looking for? A, a poll. No, not a poll, but maybe we need to try and get new viewers. Maybe we should encourage a, at least one other friend to actually watch it. And oh, I, I, everyone, I, I talk to, they need to watch it. Yeah, I know, but maybe our listeners, all two of them, should yeah. do that as well. So both of you guys listening, uh, <laughs> tell two friends. Oh, in fact, yeah, I was talking to uh, one of the guys I podcast with on my G.I. Joe show. I was on one of his shows, and Quantum Loop came up, and he was a big fan of the original series. And he said he hasn't got a chance to watch this one yet. I'm like, no, you need to watch it. It's, it's, I say it starts off a little – the first episode's a little – Rocky. Rocky. But I think it's picking up. I think it's, you know, the next yeah. episodes will get better and better. And yeah. like, I think season gotta... four is also well up there with season three. So, you <laughs> sorry, episode four is up there with episode three, I should say. Wow, so. did you live in the future? <laughs> I mean, you know yeah. I live in the future. I'm, I'm 15 hours ahead of you. You know? <laughs> well, you were two, three years ahead of us. <laughs> Australia, for God's sake. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But look, as far as I'm concerned, this episode really did feel like Quantum Leap. Oh, I know yeah. that a lot of people felt felt like they didn't like the um, disjointedness going from the different time periods, but it didn't bother me. I've seen stuff like that before, mm-hmm. and I'm used to it. That's me, though. I'm the same way you are. I'm a big reader. I'm a big you know TV movie watcher. So, yeah, that has no effect on me. I, I enjoy, as long as there's some clear way of defining where you're at... Yeah. I enjoy that, so it doesn't bother me. And remember, everything seems to be happening in real time. So right. what Ben's going through in his leap, there seems to be the same amount of time passing at the project, and they're doing those things at the same time. So unless you cut to them, you've got to think to yourself, all right, this happened 10 minutes ago while we were watching what happened with Ben. No, you actually have to cut to it and see it. Yeah. So maybe some of the transitions might could be done better, but apart from that, I don't, I don't think it's that big an issue. I would also say another thing that like I questioned was how horrible Addison tore up her house. I I thought it was a little bit far fetched. I mean, yeah, I feel like you would definitely go through things, and there would be ch- everywhere and drawers open. But it looked—they uh, made it look like she was attacked, and like robbers came in and completely just cased the joint, like not cased the joint, but destroyed it. And I feel like she's already quote unquote lost Ben. So there's gonna—they built that place together and right. I feel like yes it would be absolutely a mess and yes she would do everything but things looked really broken and I don't feel like any person's really going to go to that extreme unless she threw a tantrum tantrum and like destroyed. Well, that's what I thought I thought she did throw a tantrum and I think based on what she's going through she's not in the best headspace so right, that's what I was yeah. say, considering that as she said this episode Ben and her worked to, as far as she thought, worked hand in hand on the project. They were, you know, inseparable on it. They always worked together on it. Yeah, because they were together. They've been working on the project for five years. So we do know that even though the project itself had been shut down, they were still doing the research for it. And so they've been so close. They were engaged to come to find out that he's been working with Janice this entire time, or not entire time, but for quite a while. And 
he left her a message, you know, saying that, you know, things are like, like it seems. And, you know, once you hear, understand everything, it'll make sense to you. I, I kind of understand why she kind of looked at it up. Tinfoil hat time. Do you think there's No, because more... I haven't seen that episode yet. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just talking from up to this stage. <laughs> do, do you think there might have been more between Ben and Janice than just colleagues trying to sort some no something out. i don't think so no but well, i have to that say might be what's, I, that might be something going through addison's head too and she might be pissed off about it well yeah maybe I hope she is pissed yeah no yeah. maybe her head thoughts but ask me i don't think there is yeah yeah well I mean, you never know and uh, you know something this is getting into stuff we've seen a little bit in the other uh, the upcoming episodes too but in episode three, for example, he says this line, I shouldn't care, but I do. It makes me think, and, and you know, he he will act without thinking about the others, like leaping without telling everyone. Right. It makes me think maybe he's not as empathetic as he comes across, at least from what he's learned through his in, in, environment and his upbringing, and maybe this empathy is more like his alpha state that uh, just because he's forgotten a lot of his upbringing. Maybe he's not as, you know, selfless Boy Scout as he's coming across as just Everybody because he's been stripped be. back. So, yeah, and maybe he's more, I think he's more selfish than Sam was, and I think he's more willing to do things for his benefit more so than, than you know, the benefit of the group. Two things. Yes. Sir. Yes. Two things. One we'll, we can come back to, but I want to say before I forget it, mm -hmm. is the relationships between Janice and Magic, I'm curious why there's such animosity there in some fashion. Like, I'm not saying, like, hatred, but there is something there. But don't don't go there yet. I want to keep that. But mm -hmm. as far as the whole Ben and Addison goes, my other question... I already lost it. Never mind. Like... I knew if I said one, I was going to lose the other one. But if I didn't say one, I... Damn it. Well, we do know that Janice is pissed off that she was overlooked for the project, considering that she was, um, you know, she grew up with it, essentially. And she knew everything that her father had done and wanted to continue his work. So I can understand why she would have, be, would have this animosity towards magic. Magic was just like, yeah, yeah, go away. You know, that's... <laughs> That sort of attitude. Um, but why? But yeah, I, I can understand the attitude there. Well, like, what would we'll put it on the next episode? Well, no, she's even the death glare. So in episode I three... Oh, episode, in episode okay. three... I was thinking four for some reason. She, she confronts her mom about her and Beth... Well, yeah, I know when she confronts her mom about her mom saying that, you know, you should have had more faith in me. I was this brilliant person, blah, 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 blah. Because Beth talked magic into not letting her into the project. So that's why she's got magic and then also her mom. I think there's more to it than that. Well, there may be, but that's what we've got. Well, so yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to it in episode three, but it does seem like there's this motherly instinct where Beth's trying to stop Janice from going down the same rabbit holes that Al did. Apparently Al became very obsessed and it, it was kind of all that he would think about after a while is how is he going to get Sam back? And, and it broke him. She, she didn't want Janice to end up going down the same path. So I think there is the protective element there, which mm -hmm. which Janice is interpreting as not having the faith in her. So, And, and I also have to say, I like the casting of Janice. 
she has the feel of Al. I don't know how, but like, I don't know if it's how she speaks or it's her voice or, and it's definitely like there's her features too, but. Yeah, I was going to say, she definitely very... looks like a daughter of yes. Al and Beth, doesn't she? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So it was very well done with casting in that regard. So I, I wanted to, to point that out. And look, yeah, Janice she... is an intriguing character, and I'm looking forward to seeing where what happens with it. So. Yeah, I'm terrible at ages. I thought she was like in her 20s. I'm like, I don't know if she's old enough to be one of the four daughters, but yeah, she's in her th- mid 30s, if not mistaken. So. Yeah. And she cool. might be the youngest. She's probably the youngest daughter, too. Yeah. So, because look, when Al got back from Vietnam, it would have been 1975. And so. Assuming that they had the four daughters, what's that? Probably another decade or so, yeah. some sometime in the eighties where she was born. So yeah, early forties, something like that. I, I I can believe that. See, I didn't think she looked that old, but again, I got looking. She's like in her late thirties. So I'm like, oh, yeah. actually, you know, that would be about the right age for one of Al's younger daughters. So yeah, actually, I'm speaking of ages, age. yeah, Beth's the one that looks like she's the wrong age because if she's a similar age to Al, unless Al was a baby snatcher. You know, she should be in her 70s or 80s, and she, like Susan Diol herself, is only 60, and she doesn't look like she's been aged up at all. She looks like 60 or yeah. even 50s. So <laughs> that's what took me out of it a little bit. I, I thought they should have aged her up a little bit. Well, I thought she looked older than her 50s. Yeah, no, I look like she thought she's in her mid-60s, maybe. There's another thing that was going through my brain that I wanted to point out. The Walkman threw me off because to me the Walkman was like 80s early 90s if that and this was like 90 I would like to have seen a Discman like an actual like Discman Walkman with well I think if the astronauts were younger then maybe but you gotta remember people in their 30s and 40s are probably not going to be on the tail of the normal curve you know, which takes know. the uptake the of the know. new technologies, well, calling Discman's new technologies. But, yeah, I, th- I, think, I think a Walkman makes perfect sense. Well, a lot of those type of people are also very much into trad- tradition, and so I could see a lot of them holding on to something like that. No, I don't know. But great music choices for this episode. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there was um, Frank Sinatra, Fly Me to the Moon, which made perfect sense. And, yes. And David Bowie, you know, the so really great song choices. I, I, I actually have to say the first four episodes, you know, fantastic music choices all the way through. I hope we don't have any issues with the DVDs and Blu-rays this time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, hopefully they're thinking about this time because... Yeah. Like, I just watched episode four a few minutes ago, and I'm just thinking, gee, fire, that's the perfect song for this situation, and it's right the right time period too. So, yeah, I'm not going to tell you what it was, what they were, but, yeah, I was just thinking, yeah, perfect. Very nice. Yeah, but look, um, I, I thought that everyone who was in it acted very, very well, especially the guest stars in The Leap itself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so as far as The Leap goes, it's... It was quite a simple leap. I did like how excited Ben was, played by Ray, <laughs> realising that he was on the spaceship. By the way, I want a space shuttle. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was great. Was great. Yeah. Sorry, Ray does a fantastic job as Ben saw. He's yeah. very yeah. much in like- the moment. And, you know, like you said, I'm on a space shuttle. You know, it's just very... <sighs> 
he does a great job. Yeah, I think I might have the same reaction, but then again, without having had any training, I'd also <laughs> myself, <laughs> especially with the you know they they really are taking the stance in this series. If you don't succeed, you don't leap. So that would be adding to my anxieties as well. That's still on a space shuttle. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just like in the original series, they're just guessing. Yeah. They don't know for sure what's going to happen if he dies or if he if he fails, it doesn't succeed. They're just yeah. assuming that yeah, well, that's what's going to Until it actually happens, we won't know. Although they do kind of have an idea of the path he's going to take. It seems like they actually already have a predetermined the, the leaps that he's going to be taken. So yeah. I actually, you know felt more of a closeness between Ben and Addison this time. And I, there was the the ribbing of, you know, Ben by Addison, you know, in this one and the upcoming ones, you know, the sort of banter that, you know, and teasing that you can only do when you are close to someone. So I did, yeah. I did like seeing that. I like how their relationship, the characters themselves, they're, they're showing more of the emotion between the two of them without it being, you know, oh, I remember you now. Like, there's right. there's an under an underlayer of who they once were. I, and I yeah. like that. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it, but I like it. Yeah. So, look, I think we can agree episode two was a massive improvement on episode one. Mm-hmm. It was look, I can agree it wasn't perfect, even though even any nitpicks I have these are the ones that I can kind of hand wave away just because I'm enjoying it so much. So in the interests of objectivity, I probably shouldn't give it a perfect score, but because I did enjoy it so much, I would, (laughs) you know, if that, if that makes sense. And and the only thing is like the first couple of times I watched it, I didn't have any issues with it at all. And so it's only because I'm hearing other people's criticisms that I'm second guessing myself now. Well, see, my question is, is how much of this is a better episode because Don had a hand in it. And how oh, much? Oh, well, maybe. Yeah. He, he's got part. He's got writer credits. The writing credits is assigned to some guy, Robert Hole, Margarita Matthews, and Don Belisario. So I'm just curious how much Don had as far as the writing of it. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe he's the writing. one that put the Easter egg in that it was Samantha Stratton because she yeah. would have been his character originally because right. Don wrote so, the pilot. And that's why I was wondering how much did he did he help write it or did he come? I know sometimes maybe he came along and. Did some cleanup afterwards. Well, maybe, how much maybe we can get hold of Don and find out. Maybe nice. I want to we'll talk to try. Don so he can tell his wife that I'm sorry. <laughs> well, they're not married anymore. Okay, his ex-wife, but I'm sure they still <laughs> they're still working together. So yeah, well, they must get along okay. It's yeah. Just, yeah, you know, they don't want to be married. Fair enough. Yeah, but. But no, he needs to tell her I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but he he on the show. To be honest, I think Deborah was um, quietly amused. <laughs> yeah. So, Michelle. any final final thoughts, Michelle? It was enjoyable, but I'm still waiting to really fall in love with it. I, I guess is a really good thing. So, and, and yeah, I'm just gonna trust the process. And Hayden, final thoughts on this episode. Yeah, well, like I said, the first few times I watched it, I didn't have any issue with it at all. I still enjoy it each time I see it. I've seen it about five times now. Uh, and Yeah, and I, I, while I do understand criticisms that people are saying, I just think get over it. 
it, I, I also agree. Trust the process. You know, it's the the people who created it are involved in this. They mm-hmm. love it. They want it to go in the right direction. Having seen a little bit ahead, I know that it is going in the right direction. So, yeah, it seems like a pretty good stepping stone to get there. Very nice. And, yeah, much like you, yeah, I, minor fault, minor nitpicks, yeah. But overall, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a much, like we said, a much better episode than the first one. I enjoyed the first one, don't get me wrong, but th- it is improving. And, yeah, like you said, Don and Deborah's both involved with it. So, I mean, I, and that's why I've been telling people all along on Facebook, you know what, Don and Deborah's involved with this to an extent. Give it a chance. Like I said on Facebook, people, you know, Dean's not involved, Dean's dead, he's not involved, Sam. Yeah, I mean, it's not an airport. You don't have to announce that you're departing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, both Don and Deborah are involved with the show to an extent. Yeah. Give it a chance, you know, because, again, and part of the problem, I think, leading up to is a lot of reports and a lot of, of, of headlines called it, called it a reboot, yeah, it's which threw a, a lot of people off. And it's not, it's, I'm like, it's not a reboot. One of the main characters in there is a character from an episode that you know Sam leapt into. Yeah. So it's definitely even before we watched it, it's got ties to the original. And then as we're watching, we see you know Beth shows up for God's Beth's sake. In it. Yeah, so, I mean she's in it for at least two episodes. Yeah, and so, then I there's mean, um, yeah, we've seen people that Sam has helped in the past. Yeah, where you know Al is very much still there in spirit. He's yeah. he's a driving force of the plot. His daughter's so, in it. I mean, you know, yeah. so I'm like, so no, I, I'm enjoying it. I think it gets better. I say, I've seen the first three episodes, and in my opinion, so far, it's just going on an upward trajectory. So, yeah. And I've seen the fourth as well, and I agree, it's still going up. So, yeah, I, I think Quit it's great. rubbing it in. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think it's, I think it's great, me. and I'm loving it. I can't, you know, I'm hoping it gets multiple seasons, and at some point, they collect the whole thing in a multi pack DVD so I can buy her Blu ray so I can buy it. I would hope so too. So, all right. Yeah, well, it would be really nice to have a great big set with the Blu-rays, all of the first five seasons, mm-hmm. a place for every single novel and every single comic book, <laughs> <laughs> then a place for the Blu-rays of season six and beyond. You know, that would be really nice to see. Very much so. <laughs> maybe well, we need to. Maybe we need to get uh, onto the people who make all that and, yes, and make it happen. <laughs> let's make it so. Please, sir, I want some more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but that's the thing, though. Anyone who's in two minds about watching it, just watch it because of the fact that even though the numbers aren't absolute and you can't take them at face value, somewhere along the way they are going to help. So yeah. watch it, see what you think. Maybe watch it again to um, see if there was anything you missed the first time. Get the numbers up and, yeah, and, give and a couple try of and keep the show going, yeah. Because even the original Quantum Leap had, you know, the first season has some misses. Yes. Well, that's what I've been saying to people as well who are canning this new season. The first season of the original wasn't all that good either. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't really until The Colour of Truth where it got really, really good. There were a few good ones along the way. There were a few stinkers along the way. And then, yeah, so it had to hit its stride too. Oh, yeah. And that's why, yes, give it a couple episodes. And so far, like we said, it just keeps going up right now. So yeah. I definitely look forward more to it. And I can't wait to talk about the next episode. Yes. Yeah, me too. Well, again, Hayden, thank you very much for joining us. As always. No it's always a pleasure talking to you. Always a pleasure to hear myself speak. 
(laughs) (laughs) And until next episode, we'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Starbright Project. Join us monthly as we continue leaping with Sam and Al. If you like the show, I recommend buying Quantum Leap on Blu-ray. You can also watch it on the NBC website or app. The only thing on this show that Michelle and I own are our thoughts and opinions. NBC Universal own the rights to Quantum Leap, and any songs that we use are owned by their prospective owners. Any clips we use, we're using good faith for the show. I know this doesn't excuse us legally, but we just want NBC to sue us. We're as big fans of the show and want to share that love with the world. For more podcasting goodness, check out the other shows on the Headcast Network. Head Speaks is released on the first Tuesday of the month, where I talk about comics, TV shows, movies, books, and whatever I want, but it's usually geek-related. G.I. Joe, a Royal Market Headcast, is normally out the second Tuesday of the month, where a rotating batch of guest hosts and I discuss the G.I. Joe comics and cartoons from the 80s. The third Thursday brings us Task Force X, where I talk about John Ostinger's Suicide Squad and Paul Kupperberg's Checkmate comics, both from the late 80s, early 90s. Finally, the fourth Tuesdays of the month, we have the Starman Manhunter Adventure Hour, where I examine the Will Payton Starman comic and the Mark Shaw Manhunter comics. Again, both from the late 80s. Then on Thursdays, I release my second batch of shows, where Michelle shows up on most of them. The first Thursday of the month, I'll be releasing the Starbright Project, a Quantum Leap podcast, where Michelle and I look at the greatest time travel show in the late 80s and early 90s. Then the second Thursday of the month, look for Retrospect to the 80s. You guessed it, Michelle and myself take a time travel trip back to the greatest decade that was, well, in my opinion. The third Thursday will possibly, maybe, bring another show, Voyager's Cast, where Michelle, I, and some guests look at the best time travel show from the early 80s. And finally, on the fourth Thursday of the month, I have Bravo Team, where myself and possibly some guest hosts talk about anything G.I. Joe related, not covering the main G.I. Joe show. Also, if you like what I'm doing, please check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash headcastnetwork. If you're enjoying my shows, throw a few bucks in the bin. It'll be most appreciated. But that'll do it for this episode. Join us next time to see where Sam ends up. Oh, boy.